listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Kelly Jensen, and this is the January 5th, 2024 edition. It's the first week of the new year, and I had every intention of highlighting some self-help books to support the fact we're still all playing like we're on our best behavior with the new year. But honestly, I realized I haven't read in a while, even though I am a big fan of like self-help, self-development types of books. Um, I've kind of realized since becoming a parent that my interest in these has shifted a lot since so few seem to address the fact that parenting or similar caretaking can take up a significant portion of many of our lives. And so I might have the same number of hours in the day as anybody else, but many of them are spent ensuring the survival of another human. And that just means I'm not in a season of being my best self or being able to put myself first. And it's simply about instead getting through the day alive and maybe even feeling happy at the end of it, which is all to say like my plan for self-help to talk about that kind of thing. Is it going to happen today? Instead, I want to talk about a genre and a style of nonfiction that I've really come to appreciate in the last few years, which is memoir that takes a unique or compelling direction. In one sense, they don't feel like memoirs because they're written as interesting deep dives on a specific topic, but they are memoirs because these deep dives, while factual, are parallels to the experiences of the authors who are writing about them. Both of these books are ones that I listened to on audio and were performed by the writer, and I'd recommend the format if that's your jam for either or both of these reads. Before diving in, though, I did want to highlight that it has officially happened and we've added a paperback level to our popular TBR program here at Book Riot. Whether you hate carrying around bulky hardcovers, you're on a budget, you want a wider range of recommendations, or all of the above, you can now get a paperback subscription from TBR created just for you by one of our bibliologists. You can also gift it for someone you'd like to help who maybe has some lofty or exciting or interesting reading goals for the year. Get all the details at mytbr.co. That's mytbr.co. Today's episode is brought to you by Harper Muse, publisher of Troubled Waters. Troubled Waters is an intimate portrait of two generations, a granddaughter and a grandmother, coming to terms with what it means to be family, Black women, and alive in a world on fire. In heartfelt lyrical prose, Mary Inez Hegler weaves an unforgettable story of the climate crisis, Black resistance, and the enduring power of family. Narrated by Janice Abbott-Pratt and written by climate justice writer Mary Anise Hegler, the Troubled Waters audiobook is available everywhere May 7th. It follows Corinne as she plans to stage a dramatic act of resistance and peels back the scabs of her family wounds and puts her safety in jeopardy. Both grandmother and granddaughter must bring their unspoken secrets into the light to find a path to healing. Known for her essays that dissect and interrogate the climate crisis, drawing heavily on her personal experience as a black woman with deep roots in the South, Mary Inez Hegler brings us her first work of fiction titled Troubled Waters. Make sure to pick it up. Thanks again to Harper Muse, publisher of Troubled Waters, for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Avid Reader Press. So this next book is a really fun sounding mashup of different genres. There's a little time travel, a little romance, a little spy thriller action going on. So in the near future, a civil servant is offered the salary of her dreams and is shortly afterward told what project she'll be working on. A recently established government ministry is gathering quote unquote expats from across history to establish whether time travel is feasible for the body 
body, but also for the fabric of space-time. This is an exquisitely original and feverishly fun fusion of genres and ideas. The Ministry of Time by Colleen Bradley asks, what does it mean to defy history when history is living in your house? Colleen Bradley's answer is a blazing, unforgettable testament to what we owe each other in a changing world. It kind of gives Outlander meets Cloud Atlas or If the Time Traveler's Rife was written by Sally Rooney or Colson Whitehead. Make sure to check out The Ministry of Time by Colleen Bradley. And thanks again to Avid Reader Press for sponsoring this episode. So the first book I'm going to talk about is How Far the Light Reaches, A Life in Ten Creatures by Sabrina Imbler. Imbler is a queer mixed race science and conservation journalist. And this book is set up as a series of fascinating essays on an array of sea creatures. Among them are the humble goldfish and the wily jellyfish, jellyfish that is, the octopus who will starve herself to death in order to protect her eggs, and the bobbit worm who is indeed named after Lorena, if you remember that story from the 90s. Each of these essays is a story of survival and community in parts of the sea that we rarely get to see. And several explore the popular mythos or stories surrounding these creatures. Are they true? How much is simply a popular narrative? This isn't a book entirely about sea life and creatures, though. It's a book about Imbler coming to understand themselves and the various intersections of their identity and their experiences growing up in many in-between spaces, be it race, gender, sexuality. Those are all key themes throughout. And it is through these essays on other creatures that Imbler comes to understand that not only is it okay to explore, it might even be okay to never truly know the answers. Sometimes the journey is itself the destination and the power. There's a wonderful thread throughout that explores community, and it is clear that Imbler finds community with the creatures about which they write so thoughtfully and with such grace. Of course, this parallels queer community throughout. In many ways, the structure of this memoir reminded me of Carmen Marie Machado's In the Dream House, and Imbler does an impeccable job of telling several stories that weave through the natural world with their own, and as I mentioned before, their performance on audio is excellent. And that is How Far the Light Reaches, A Life in Ten Creatures by Sabrina Imbler. The second book I'm going to talk about is called Heaven is a Place on Earth by Adrian Shirk, and this book begins with this idea of asking the question, how does one build community under late-stage capitalism? Is it even possible? That's sort of the heart of Shirk's memoir. Shirk has had this longtime fascination with American utopia communities, and the book is about how she follows these communities traveling through the country and her own backyard in Brooklyn to explore what led different people to begin their utopian communities. Among the ones she explores are the Shakers, the radical fairy communes of Short Mountain, and the one that I found myself especially fascinated with, which is the Bruderhof community in the Catskills, where men and women dress conservatively, more like Mennonites than what you would expect of mainstream culture. And in their commune, they manufacture toys and run their own publishing company. While she explores, Shirk is respectful of the ways of life while also asking and wondering about the history and future of such living experiments. Can they be replicated in one's own life and or have similar things happened in urban areas? Is mutual aid a type of utopian community? And can something like a radical church be a type of utopia? 
So Shirk defines utopia as any gesture that points toward a hopeful future. And so throughout, we get a sense of the answers that she's getting. And there is a really interesting treatise on religious and religion and philosophy throughout this. But at heart, this is really a story about a difficult transition into adulthood and into a challenging marriage. Early on in the book, we learn that Shirk's father-in-law has been very ill. And the dream she and her husband harbor may not come to fruition for them for a long time. But rather than choose anger or bitterness about it, so the exploration is of creating a utopian mindset and what that might look like. This isn't about getting away from her reality, but about looking closely at the world as it is. While listening to this one, I kept thinking about how my exposure to utopia has been very, very white. And how much of it has been a bit romanticized. Like, who wouldn't love to hop off the bus of progress when it makes us feel so bad and instead just create silverware and know that's what we're going to do? It came up in history classes for me, both in high school and in college, and through personal experiences. I went to college near the Amana colonies, and I've been through the Bishop Hill Colony, which is a Swedish utopian settlement in Illinois. Um, but Shark's book not only expanded the concept of utopia for me, but introduced me to so many fascinating utopian communities founded by and with racial liberation in mind, while also really thoughtfully addressing that America itself started as a utopian dream built on stolen land. These tensions are not overlooked and add to the ways Shirk wrestles with her own privileges. I will say I love reading the reviews of books when I go to write about them. And my favorite review of this one simply states that it's more about the author than it is about the subject of utopia. And I want to give that reviewer such a big high five for defining memoir. Indeed, this is a book that uses utopia as the frame, not the centerpiece. That is Shirk's story. It's the centerpiece of this book. Pick this one up for the fascinating treatise on utopia and the ways in which our lives can learn from those who survive as well as those utopias that don't survive. And that is Heaven is a Place on Earth by Adrian Shirk. And with that, today's show comes to a close. All of the books mentioned in this episode will be linked in the show notes. Thank you to our sponsor and thank you to you for listening. For more racks or general bookishness, check out bookriot.com. And don't forget to check out the full stable of podcasts at bookriot.com slash listen, or just search Book Riot on your podcast player of choice. You can find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com slash all the books. And remember, if you're a fan of all the books or all the backlist, leave us a review or rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We appreciate it. And it helps other book lovers find us. If you want to find me, I'm on Twitter at Veronica Kelly Mars still. Or you can find me on Substack at stackedthoughts.substack.com. And in the meantime, happy reading. Happy reading.